0: Three shots, four par, I just do two, one putt, pop four, birdie, woohoo, new driver, info, replace, Into pop par five, fairway, what you fin do, think I'll try to get on, into stop right, good line, good view, Andrew, shoot him, make Gavin, two thumbs up high and two fingers pointed. The green jacket is going north of the border. Mike Greer has won the Masters. I got that I'm playing. Okay
1: on the Screws podcast US Open 121st US Open edition uh I got Bryce back how are you doing Bryce Good, are you? You me back. Yeah man yeah so uh the honorary canadian i guess for a couple weeks you're back in canada which is pretty amazing so uh just in time to celebrate the u.s open here but uh it's at uh, torrey pines this week so we're pretty familiar with the course everybody's got kind of a little bit of an idea of the course anyway um 7700 yards it's gonna play which is you know not kiowa island but it's always pretty far. Like uh, Torrey Pines is always a pretty long course, and we wanted to kind of chat a little bit about the rough. Like That's always a topic in the U.S. Open. Last year at Wingfoot, same type of thing. They were saying they had 9-inch rough there, and it looks like it's kind of set up the same. Um, so I know Torrey Pines is kind of wide, a little bit wider than Wingfoot, but it's long, right? So it's going to play into advantage of some of the players that are going to hit the fairway more. Putting is always important at uh, major championships, but... What do you what do you think this week, Bryce?
0: I mean, I've been seeing some videos and stuff of guys ball dropping balls in the rock and trying to hit wedges. It looks treacherous out there.
1: Yeah, it, it kind of looks like uh, it's hard to explain. Um, like if you're if you're watching the podcast or listening here, you've probably seen like a video at this point of it, but you can just drop a ball. And it vanishes into like green grass and you can't see anything. Um, Like it makes me think of when Bryce. Yeah. Yeah. Like like spotters are going to be so important to find those golf balls, but even like in around the greens and and whatnot, like just off the, the collars are all short and just off the collar. It's like, you know, from one extreme to the next. Right. So um, like, I like the idea of guys who have really good short games winning here this weekend, but at the same time, I don't know what it's gonna be like for guys hitting the ball out of there. I've never played out that kind of rough. Um whenever I'm trying to play out of uh, like anything off the fairway and whatnot, it just kinda of grabs a club, turns it over, you can advance the ball like 30, 40 yards, right? But um we were just kinda of,
0: I think it's gonna uh, I think it's gonna uh, be an advantage to the bigger guys, bigger, stronger guys, like yeah. DeChambeau and Leishman and Reed, like these big guys that can swing through the ball really well, they can handle that thick rock. So they might have an advantage here coming over the rock, like the bigger, stronger guys getting it through there. Yeah. Like Zalatoris or you know like the smaller guys that maybe can't swing it that hard, but we'll see. I mean hitting the fair was to be huge this weekend
1: but like Zalatoris has like one of the higher swing speeds on tour. Right. So I don't know if it's as much, it's going to be like a play on both almost like about power and about speed to get through that. Right. Cause like, I think of Matthew Wolf last year at the U S open had so much success because he has so much club speed, but he's not a big guy in stature, but obviously, you know, Bryson ran away with it, but, uh, Let's get into it. We got to talk about Brooks 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 vs. Brooksie or Bryson. Um, So, like, what are your thoughts on it? We're hearing rumors about you know the USGA trying to pair them up on Thursday. Bryson declining it. What do you think, Bryson?
0: I mean, I would have loved to see them play together, but I mean, that's me as a fan. But I mean, isn't that what you want as a game of golf? Is like get more people to watch golf. I mean, grow the game more and like if. If you're telling people this and it's attracting more new people, then I'm all for it. But I mean, like you said earlier, they might this could be a rumor and like with COVID and stuff, they probably would no one would have watched anyone else. The whole Tory Pines would have been following Bryce and Brooks the whole way.
1: Yeah, I think so. And guys would be screaming, you know, Brooksy in the background and whatnot. It would just be a mess. But I was telling you, uh I was talking with a couple friends from uh the Pelt Pod, which is another great Canadian uh Great Canadian podcast. i mentioned them before. Um, they one of the guys was telling me about a fight on the Corn Ferry tour. So um, Luke Smith, I guess, got. Arrested or charged? I'm not exactly sure all of the details, but there was an actual fist fight on the Corn Fairy tour last week. Um, so Luke Smith, Austin Bailey, and Derek Fribbs, I guess, got into it. I don't know much about each one of the players, but it kind of made the Brooks and Bryson thing seem so trivial. But uh, obviously, it's on more of like a public stage, right? So, um, I would be one of the fans that would follow them around for a bit. I I wouldn't I wouldn't stay all day, like. I would want to go and kind of check in, you know, see what the car accident is like and then move on and check out some of the other players. Right. So, um, I was
0: I- also thinking though, uh, DeChambeau would destroy Brooks's mental game. Like, you know how Brooks, he like, he's like, Oh, play fast, play fast. Guys play slow. He's a, in- He's like, he goes into shambles. Imagine what Bryson would do to him on that golf course. Like, oh, I mean, yeah. Brooks can say all he wants, but Bryson would just take 15 minutes a shot, and Brooks would go mentally insane out there.
1: That, that is – you're right. That is one of the things that Bryson has over a lot of other players is the mental game. And, like, the, the game of golf is so – it's so important, right? But we were also talking about uh, – and you sent me a video just a few minutes ago of Brooks limping up the stairs. So I'm going to take a second. I'm going to drop the video right here for anybody who's watching on YouTube. And it was – crazy like he was just limping up the stairs like he he went up four stairs i think and he, he it looked like he couldn't even get up
0: yeah and like you were saying earlier like it's not like he was putting on a show for people like he was just walking in with i think it was a us ga official yeah his swing coach and his caddy and they were just walking casually up the stairs, and he barely got up four steps
1: yeah like you can you can tell by the video like somebody zoomed in from a little ways out right like it's not a close video and he wasn't just kind of making a show of it 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 looked pretty painful like it looked terrible and i know like even back you know he was playing at the uh, like the pj championship and at the masters he was kind of limping around and could only go down on one knee but it's been some time now and it's it's worrisome like i know you were thinking about taking him in your in your bracket i did not but um brooks always shows up in the majors so definitely another storyline yeah, to true. to follow um,
0: you, you know now if he doesn't play well this week and it's going right back to the pj championship and that fan allegedly uh on his knee
1: oh yeah I clipped his knee and and that that can kind of round off the point of what we were talking about with brooks vs bryce and everybody following following them around if you and i are going down there you know grabbing a couple couple beers or whatever we're gonna want to go see that spectacle right and That's what I thought with COVID being so prominent still is everybody would just be following that group around like they did with Phil and Brooks um, at the end of the PGA Championship. There was, I don't know, like 20,000 people on the course and they were all on that 18th hole, right? So it was was crazy. It was like something I haven't seen since the days of Tiger, right? So um, I did want to talk to you about one uh before we move on to the picks i want to talk to you about one i don't i don't know what to call it it was kind of like a the player withdrew uh mark hensby so i was saying he's an aussie i've heard of him from years back i think he's an older guy but last week he was playing uh and i guess he puts one into the drink and somehow comes up with another ball and five holes later asks his caddy he says like what is this mark on the ball is this i believe he's playing uh, pro v1 pro v1 x and says like is this something new that they've put on the ball and it was a mark or somebody put a dot on it whatever to signify it was their ball and so one of the other players was saying oh no that was like that's a spin ball you play like a low spin ball whatever it is tp or uh, pro v1 versus pro v1 x and so he was assessed Two strokes per hole that he used that for ten strokes total. Like to me, I thought this seems like the most ridiculous rule ever. Um, I know I think you can only carry like nine or twelve golf balls in your bag at a time. I think it has changed from nine from when John Daly had that issue in the past where he got down to like one ball in his bag or whatever. But It seems like the craziest rule after the, I get the initial, if you hit the wrong, like if you hit the wrong ball, I get that on the first hole or whatever it may be, a two stroke penalty, but on every subsequent hole after that, it just seems like such a far-fetched like crazy rule that is probably, I don't know, it obviously doesn't come up very often, but uh, I just wanted to talk about that. I thought it was kind of crazy
0: it is nuts i mean like i was saying earlier there's just little rules here and there like you would never even think about because it never happens and then it happens one time and it's just 10 strokes like that's not that's not a two-stroke penalty that's 10 strokes yeah that's weird and then like you said he just went through after like yeah i went too like
1: well i think you yeah he was like plus two at the time and that put him at you know Plus twelve. Yeah, but even so. if
0: he was in contention and that happens, like he goes down to what, hundred and seventieth place or something. It's like a mat like
1: Oh yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Just a, just a rule that probably should be revisited. Uh, it seems very, very strange. But uh, let's get into it. Let's do a couple predictions. Um, so if anybody's listening right now, we're going to release this on the first day of the 121st U.S. Open. Tomorrow, we've got a great episode with Rebecca Lee Bentham. Uh, should say a great conversation. So she just wrapped up uh, her play at the 76th U.S. Women's Open. Um, so Rebecca's a native of the Toronto area. Hopped on the podcast, kind of told me about the experience. It was really cool. Gave some details about her playing career. So um, we are releasing this one a day early, typically, than what we would. But we will have a, a conversation with, with uh, Rebecca Lee Bentham out tomorrow. So um, why don't you kick it off, Bryce? We're going to go through a couple of picks each, maybe uh, two or three. So why don't you give me your first one? And and if you got any reasonings why. I know you just had a bit of a drive uh, coming across the border, but... Um, Yeah, who are you going with first?
0: So, my first pick, I got uh, Xander Shoffley. (laughs) Like we talked about on the PJ pod, I mean,
1: he's just always there. You can't ever count him out. I mean, he just comes to play. I don't have any stats in front of me for Xander, but I can tell you pretty confidently in four U.S. Opens, I don't think he has finished worse than sixth place. Also has not won. I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure it could even be top five, but I'm pretty sure his worst finish is sixth, and he has not won one of them, unfortunately. But uh, what a player. Pretty much, I don't know, had a really good opportunity at the Masters. It was there at the PGA. I don't know. He's just, yeah. Well, the PGA, no, the PGA Championship, he actually uh, missed the cut with Dustin uh, Johnson. We both had them at plus six, right? So um, kind of fell off there, but... He's always there, so it's a good pick. Like I would love to see him. I would absolutely love to see Xander I would win. Love
0: to see him. Win. Yeah. Um, my next pick, I got a uh, big man, Mark Leishman. Like we talked about earlier. Yeah. I don't know, big guy. I mean, he hasn't been playing great. Like I haven't really even heard of much of him lately. But I mean, he's a great golfer.
1: Well he's always he's always kinda of there. I think he played pretty well at the Masters and he's always kinda of floating around major championships. Um again, like don't have a ton of stats on him, but uh I know he won the uh the two man event with Cam Smith, so like you know, they're I know a lot of a lot of guys um, like have Cam Smith like I looked at some of the predictions a lot of people have Cam Smith doing well too so um, not my pick this week but before you give me the last one Bryce let me uh, let me go over a couple here of mine I am uh, I'm gonna go with Jason Kokrak so he won the Charles uh, Charles Schwab I cannot say that very well but uh, so when I was thinking about it I thought like it's gonna be Terrible hitting out of this rough. There's going to be a lot of long putts. Like nobody's hitting the ball all that close, I don't think. So Jason Kokrak is 12th in strokes gain total. Um, so I'm kind of hoping that, you know, he can find the fairway, get it on the green, and he's second in total putting. So I think that that combination could, you know, lend to him. He's won already this year. He won at the end of 2020. And I think that, you know, he's a player that kind of flies under the radar. He's like a top 50 player in the world right now. And, uh, yeah, I think Jason Kokrak will be kind of floating around there. He, he typically is right now, but, um, the combination of strokes gained, uh, being just outside the top 10 and the second in total putting. Um, if you're the second best putter in the world on the PJ tour, Anytime a major championship floats around, you got to be in contention. Uh, got to be in contention, and I'll roll right into my next one because um, I'm going to go with Patrick Reed because this is the best putter on the planet, and uh, I can read a couple of sh- uh, the stats off here. So fourth in strokes gained putting, fourth in total putting, first in overall putting average, first in one putt percentage, first in three putt avoidance, and seventh in total scoring. So total scoring all around. Um, Patrick Reed also won here at Torrey Pines. He won the Farmers uh, at the beginning of the year by like six strokes. So he absolutely dominated the field. Um, I know he had that little issue with kind of picking the ball. I I don't know what to think of Patrick Reed sometimes. Like I I really don't. Like I think he's an incredible player. It seems like whenever he's making some of these adjustments in the lie and stuff like that that he shouldn't be, he's. Best short game player on the planet right now. I don't know why he does these things, but you know he's tied for eighth at the Masters and tied for seventeenth at the PGA Championship. So the guy shows up for the majors, and uh, I I got to take him in my bracket this week. Don't love it, but I'm going to. Who you? Uh, who's your last one, Bryce? Um, I I don't know if I have like
0: this pick. I don't know if he's. It's not so much he's gonna win, but I want to see. I want to see Speed come back and. I'm, yeah. I mean, I don't know if he's going to be right there, but I want to see him win because
1: with the year he's been having, like kind of coming back, I guess you could call it. Oh, it's been a comeback, man, for sure. Yeah. A
0: US, a U.S. Open Championship would just be a cherry on top. Like people will start saying, oh, he's back. Like, that's the speed that I was on tour when he was young, and he's back. And like, I would just love to see that for him.
1: Well, I think the golf world anybody who's kind of been paying attention can confidently say Jordan Spieth has been the best player in 2021 um I don't you know he's he's got to win he won the uh Valero right so he's got to win this year and I think he has like five or six top fives not even not even like top 10s top 20s like he's he's always there right so I think the big question with jordan spieth is obviously the driver right off the tee like he is an incredible iron player um mm-hmm. sometimes just loses the driver kind of loses his focus but you know i know he was there at the masters again and i don't know how torrey pines will stack up for him but like the golf world wants to see jordan spieth win like there's there's nobody out there it's like i don't like jordan spieth like it's just yeah
0: this guy starts rolling the rock early and starts getting in the rhythm. Like he's no one's going to stop this putter. Yeah. That thing can just go. Like he's so hot hot when he's on with that thing. It's crazy.
1: Like I, my picks were the number one and two putters in the world. And I have not checked out any Jordan Spee's putting stats, but like he, he's got to be a top 10 putter in the world. Um, so I'll roll into my last pick. It's going to be John Rom. Um, I don't want to say it's like an outlier pick because he just dusted everybody at the Memorial and had that issue with the COVID uh, after 54 holes. So um, he was able to get out a little bit early from his quarantine. He's been able to practice a little bit. Um, He's on the top of his game right now. He hits the ball off the tee exceptionally well. Um, He's in, in, yeah, exactly. In, In five starts. So let me, let me tell you this. In five starts at Torrey Pines, he's got, a win second place t5 and t7 so like those are pretty incredible stats he knows his way around tory pines he's third in strokes gained off the t second in strokes gained totaled uh total second in total driving and uh fifth in green and regulation percentage so i like those two stats because they're kind of opposites of what i took with my other guys so i'm hoping to kind of round that all off um i mean
0: one T two T five T seven like that's
1: enough right there for me. Yeah, yeah. I just I think like he can find the fairway. He hits the ball a long way, and if he can you know place the ball somewhere on the green, he's he's ninety seventh in total putting. But when I think of John Rom the putter, um like I guess before he went to the Odyssey, like he was playing the Spider last year, and like I think of that putt that he made like to win over DJ and. Like, he's an incredible putter. So, if he gets it rolling, um, you know, he's the number three player in the world for a reason. I think he's going to be right well, there.
0: I mean, he's, he's using that two-ball 10 putter now, which, is, I mean, in my opinion, identical to the spider. So, I mean, there's yeah. minor differences, but yeah. I mean, it's pretty much the same putter. So, he's, he's right there with it, I'm
1: sure. Yeah. So, before I let you go, Bryce, i going to put you on the spot. Um I didn't even look them up, but I know we got Mac Hughes, Adam Hadwin, Taylor Pendrith, and Corey Connors this week. So, which Canadian are you going to go with? You're back in Canada now, so we got the flags going. Um, give me your Canadian pick before I let you go.
0: It's no question. It's Corey Connors. Like, he's been on fire lately, what like, you can't Yeah. right now. He's just been swinging
1: it. Yeah, like like we said with Jordan Spieth, he hasn't quite been on... I don't want to say he's been on Jordan Spieth's level, but he's not that far off like he is you know a top 10 machine right so I think if anybody's going to be there you're right um I know Taylor Pendrith hits the ball a long way and he's got his PGA tour card next year so I'd love to see him do well um and obviously Adam Hadwin and Mac Hughes but if we're going to pick anybody it's going to be Corey Connors he's you know, he, the only part of his game that is ever missing is putting. If we could blend like Mac Hughes and Corey Connors together, like we've got one of the ultimate players on the tour. Right. So um I like it. Corey Connors, unreal player. And uh yeah, let's uh let's wrap up here, Bryce, but we'll, we'll kind of touch base early next week and um you know, see how we did. I know we're going to be in a bracket challenge. We got absolutely dusted last time. So hopefully uh, the OTS guys can do a little bit better all right so sounds good so if you're watching this on youtube please head over to instagram at ots golf or if you're listening to this on uh, spotify apple podcast any of that stuff you can follow us at ots golf or on the screws podcast on instagram on uh on youtube thank you very much
0: i miss the fairway i probably end up in the ocean or maybe the beach and i'm on a part five and i'm finna go reach it second was blind i see it